Hello and welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. With each week, we will have exciting new guests to grow spiritually, develop personally, and learn how to step into our purpose authentically. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 30 minutes of connection with the mind, body, and spirit. I have some exciting news. Within is finally in stores. You can buy it anywhere that books are available, but right now it is on sale on Amazon for $21.99 paperback or $39.99 hardback. Within is my heart, my soul. I have poured so much love into this, so much vulnerability into this, and this is my personal story told for the first time ever. What Within is based on is Carl Jung's uh, Divine Feminine Archetypes and how we can embody and connect to each and every one in a very sacred and personal way with healing modalities for you to try and experiment with and try on what fits and what doesn't work. There's journal entries in there, there's shadow work, there's connecting to each and every archetype within Divine Feminine Energy and how to truly start showing up as your highest self. If this sounds like something which you have been longing for or something that just resonates with you, I highly suggest you grab a copy. Again, the book is Within by Courtney Hansen, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-H-A-N-S-O-N. Julie, I am so excited to have you on The Sweetest Little Life today. Thank you for coming on so close to the holidays. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on here. I'm looking forward to chatting with you, Courtney. Yes. So I always like to kick off the show with just asking you to share a little time-lapse version of who you are and what your story is and how you got doing the work that you're doing right now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like I need to even figure out my story for myself, but like (laughs) basically, um, yeah. So basically I kind of just grew up with just a fairly traditional standard American diet and life. And my parents were always doing kind of like the best they could with the knowledge that they had. And I was quite a competitive athlete. I played a lot of softball and a lot of volleyball and I ended up kind of like my body ended up kind of shutting down on me at a fairly young age. So in my early 20s, I had some pretty debilitating osteoarthritis in both of my knees, like bone on bone, excruciating pain. And then I did what you would normally do in that situation. I went to a doctor. And at this point, I didn't even have a real sort of family doctor. So I went into a walk-in clinic and was kind of looking for some help and some advice and like, what can I do about this situation? Because even just getting out of bed and walking around was not really even doable for many months of the year. So I waited a good couple of hours even to see a doctor. And then I remember getting in to talk to them and explain the situation. And it was essentially a 30-second conversation of oh, that's too bad. There's really nothing you can do about it. You're just going to have to stop playing sports. You're going to have to probably not do much hiking anymore and just try to not have it get any worse. And so I remember leaving that appointment just being like, are you kidding me? Like, that's it? That's all I got? Like, I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life? Like, this is crazy. So 
I kind of had an intuitive feeling of being like, there's just no way that I have no options here. So I started reading some books. And I think the first book that really did it for me was You Are What You Eat. And I believe that that is by Marianne Nestle. And it just changed my entire perspective of what it means to eat food and like what food actually does for you. And so from that, I kind of just started hyper-focusing on all those things and reading books and implementing things, like playing around with different supplements. I ended up getting introduced to some really high quality joint products. And then I took those for six months while incorporating nutrition. And then within six months, I had essentially completely regenerated both of my knees and was no longer in pain. And I, to this day, I have people say that that's not possible to do. And it just is. So it really gave me this understanding that our body really does inherently know how to heal as long as it's being given the tools that it needs. So from that experience, I literally did a quick Google search of being like, how to become a nutritionist. And (laughs) then lo and behold, like the most comprehensive holistic nutrition program in all of Canada was right in the city that I was living in. And I went to their website And I read it and just got all of those feelings of like, that is exactly what I want to learn about. Like, I just kind of realized that if I really want to take health seriously and really not kind of get lost in our medical model, that I had to just figure out how to take care of myself. So I initially went into it, honestly, for my own knowledge. And it was then going through it being like, then I got really passionate being like, everybody needs to know these things. And then fast forward after that and when the pandemic hit, I got like a late diagnosis of ADHD. And then a lot of other things in my life started to make sense, like my struggles with consistency, and just basically my entire life just started making sense. So I've kind of transferred all of that knowledge I now have about health into sort of supporting people with ADHD. And I try to simplify, simplify health and make it not so complicated, like really simple, sustainable habits. Yes. Oh, what a journey. Isn't it funny? Yeah. Like, the things that when we look back, it all makes sense. But while it's happening, we're like, what the heck? Why? Why is this going on right now? Totally. Yeah, totally. Just oh, beautifully. So I relate so much to your story. I will never forget. I was in my late 20s eating like crap, eating McDonald's, you know, just all the things busy working, hustling, eating fast food all the time. And I watched this um, Netflix thing. It was called Forks Over Knives. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah. Okay. That was my pivotal moment. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And it's never been the same for me. I feel like you just need that one tidbit that, that reaches you and then it's game over. From there on out, your relationship is different. You're like, oh, what am I doing? Right. Because it's all about just perspective and you just kind of need different things to come into your life to all of a sudden broaden your understanding and your perspective to make things click. Yes, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about just holistic wellness in general. We're, we're coming off a pandemic. We're all kind of in this like limbo. Are we going back in lockdown? Are we not in lockdown? Like it really changes weekly, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I feel at this point we're all just rolling with it and we've learned to do that. But really tapping into the holistic wellness aspect of it, of how people are able, and we're going to dive deeper into the ADHD, but really how people are able to make a sustainable style of life within their home 
during times like this? Like, what would be your tips to someone that's just starting out or just trying to figure out, like, well, what works for me? Is this doable? Is this obtainable? Yeah, such a good question. Yeah, because I feel like that it's really hard to have much structure in our lives anymore. And when that structure goes, it's really hard to kind of dial in any of this stuff. So for me, I really love to see people starting with the basics and not trying to implement them all at once. And what I mean by basics is like, how much water are you drinking in a day? Like, honestly, I feel like if people, uh, many people, if they just started incorporating more water, they would be shocked at how much more energy that they had, like just how much better the digestion was, like all of these things. So when people are just starting off, like I want to hone in on being like, okay, for these next two weeks, I want you to track your water consumption and I want you to try to be getting at least two liters a day. And then once that one's dialed in, you don't, don't really have to think about it anymore. It's like you start to crave the things that are healthy for you once you have incorporated them for long enough. So from there, it could be like, okay, now go for a half an hour walk every single day. So yeah, for the getting started, it's just like making sure we have the foundational habits in place. And what I consider foundational habits are water, Mm -hmm. movement, and that does not mean killing yourself at the gym. It can literally be just go for a walk a day, try to get like 7,500 to 10,000 steps a day if you're someone that actually tracks your steps. And that usually works out to be about a 30 minute to a 45 minute walk. Um, Being mindful of how much excess sugar you are having in your diet like where is sugar sneaking in and trying to just substitute that for other things um why am I drawing a blank on what I I always have five so and then oh yeah like being mindful of even just reducing the amount of fried foods that you're eating just let's try to get some of those inflammatory oils out of the diet and sleep yeah trying to actually get a steady sleep routine in. Like if you can get those five things sort of just dialed in and you do it incrementally, I think people would be shocked at what an impact that makes. And then once you start feeling better because of those things, then you kind of have more of the motivation and energy to try the other stuff. Mm, I love those. And they're so, they're so simple too. It's just real. I feel like it's just that five, four, three, two, one, implementing, making it a part of your routine that is the process. Yes. And then once you get those kind of things in, then you can start to really hone in on like, okay, what symptoms are sort of still presenting? What am I still struggling with? And then that's where you can either like work with someone like a nutritionist or look things up yourself, but then kind of hone in on what is still left. Because yeah, like I said, like it is absolutely nuts even just how many things uh, like being dehydrated regularly can do for you. And then I also work a lot with high quality supplements. Mm. Um, I just find it something for myself personally, especially with the ADHD, it's just been something that I find it's really easy for me to keep incorporating. Like sometimes my dietary choices are going to fall off. Sometimes my activity is going to fall off. Like I really ebb and flow with how I'm sort of doing with the mental health sometimes, but those things, having the supplements to kind of fill in those gaps and know that I'm at least still getting the nutrition in a simple and efficient way. Um, that's a, yeah, I work a lot with supplements with people for that reason. Yeah. And supplements have been a game changer for me. So I know our, our stories are so similar. So I actually didn't figure out that I had ADHD until I was in the pandemic too. And I'm like, why can't I concentrate? Why can't I focus? 
And it was symptoms that I had had all my life, but it started really showing up in my work. Like I'd be on fire for a while and then I would just drop off (laughs) and then I would, you know, start cleaning something and then decide I had to do laundry or, you know, it was these little things that I was like, God, why do I feel so chaotic all the time? And it wasn't until I actually threw supplements like ginkgo and different things, like really was able to be like, this is what it feels like. I can like focus and concentrate without meds, without like there was a way to holistically do that. And I know we talked a little bit before the podcast about really giving the audience who thinks, so let's start at the beginning. Let me rewind. Let's start at what are basically some signs that people can look for within their lives that they may have undiagnosed ADHD. Oh yeah. Good question. So yeah, for me, it was kind of what you said too. this, I caught was just this constant feeling of feeling chaos and overwhelm in my life. Like, yeah, the constantly switching from one task to the other, like never really accomplishing anything, having so many half projects done and just, I don't know, just generally feeling overwhelmed all the time. Like that was a really big one for me. Um, pretty severe, like mood fluctuations was a big one for me too. Um, one of the things that really did it for me is at this, when the pandemic first started is I moved in with, uh, my partner and I kind of been always sort of had my own space to sort of be very ADHD and forever without knowing that I was being very ADHD. And then when it came to the cohabitating and then he had two young kids. So then all of a sudden I was kind of thrust into parenting and managing a household with all of these other people. And for me, it, was um, I would be focusing on work or doing something. And it was like the constantly getting distracted when I was sort of in that hyper-focus mode and the impatience and the frustration and the anger, like just, yeah, just the anger that would come up from that. That was actually what really led to me going to seek some help because I was like, this is above and beyond like a normal reaction to these sort of distractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that so funny mine what I I realized mine over pictures I would like you know I influence things one of my jobs and I, I would have my husband take pictures and he like wouldn't get the right angle or he would take too long or he'd have these ideas and I'd get mad at him I'd be like I'll just do it myself and I would snap and it was because of that overwhelm and I like yes. couldn't process my emotions and when you say that like I love that you were so vulnerable to share that because a lot of people want to hide that. And it's like, we have these big emotions and anger is frowned upon. And like, that was one of the telltale signs for me too, was I was like, holy crap, I just turned into a monster over a picture of, wow. you know, a, a shirt or what, something silly. And I was like, this is ridiculous, but it takes a while to like process and come down from those big emotions. Yes. The emotional dysregulation. Yeah. And that's still a one, one that I have to like work through and like really check in with myself. But I think the diagnosis of ADHD was actually very helpful because it brought this different level of awareness that I never had before. So instead of just the, just getting so down on myself and what is wrong with you, you're a monster, all of these things, I can kind of like pause and just be like, okay, you're being overstimulated right now. Maybe you can just go, just go and give yourself a little bit of quiet, collect yourself and then come back to the situation and show up a little bit better for your family and for yourself. And yeah. And can we talk about how no one warned you as a parent or as a step parent, stepping into that role or just being around a bunch of kids in general 
how overstimulating that is with them just being kids and like the training that it takes, especially if you have any anxiety, ADHD, whatever it may be. If you're not taking care of yourself and you're around screaming, yelling, you know, especially if you have your own childhood trauma, it can be a lot. Like it can make you feel like you are going to crawl out of your body. And that's not, it's not good or bad. It just, it's a fact. Like it is overstimulating to be in a parenting role, period. And so there's no shame in that. There's no anything in that. So I I, I just love that you're you're saying all these things because I feel like these are things, you know, that are so, so, so important to be able to acknowledge guilt-free and be like, yep, I feel this way and I'm allowed to feel this way. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like the becoming aware of how sensory overwhelmed I can get. Like with it, yeah, the noise, it's the noise, especially the constantly having your thoughts interrupted. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big adjustment for me because I was very used to being just like in my own space and my own world. And that's probably why I went so long without really recognizing the issues because I was really able to adapt my life to my ADHD and have no idea that I was doing all of these things. Um, and then when you lose a lot of that control, cause you have all of these other humans in your sphere. Um, yeah, that's, that was a huge wake up call and a big learning curve that you had, I had to get over. Um, for me, I found sometimes that the stimulation is too much and I'm just like cooking dinner and need quiet. It's the noise blocking headphones, putting on some like relaxing music and just pretty much just tuning it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, binaural beats helped me a lot for, like, just that balance and peacefulness. Like, that was so, so amazing to be able to, like, just have that balance and have that peace. And then I made it a thing where, like, we would have meditation time in the mornings. And, like, that was part of my morning routine. And I'm like, I'm going to include them in this. And it, like, changed the dynamic of my household to have us all do something. like, And it doesn't have to be meditation, but, like, to do something as a family that's like a calm, peaceful way to set the tone for the day and set the tone before bed, like that was huge. Yeah. So I even have some questions for you about that because I think before the podcast you mentioned, do how many kids do you have? Three. Three. And do any do you suspect ADHD in any of them? Yeah. So my oldest is diagnosed. He is actually um, on the spectrum, super high functioning, but still um, autistic and has ADHD. So he has it and he has impulse uh, disorder. So three different diagnoses. But we were we actually because, you know, you get to this point of desperation as a parent. And um, this was before I knew anything about holistic wellness. And years ago, we did something called Stratera for him for a few months and he came to me and he was like I don't feel like myself like I don't want to take this so we stopped taking it that day like we didn't taper off I didn't ask the doctor we just stopped and I became so dedicated to vigorously to help him naturally and we came up with all these supplements and all these nutrition things and we cut out red dye 40 and like just these little things that like I had no idea about. And he was like a different child afterwards. He's like, I feel so good. I'm not tired all the time. I feel like myself, like he can focus in school. And his teachers were like, wow, whatever you had him on is working so well. And I'm like, ha ha ha. I took him off everything. Yeah. Well, kind of, but then you implemented just different options. Yes. Yeah. That's so great. And then, yeah. So where I was going to get to with that question is how, like when you say you incorporate some kind of quiet family time, Mm -hmm. what I'm finding is we, so my partner has ADHD and then he suffers with PTSD as well from his career as a police officer. 
Um, and with the genetic component, like we are pretty much convinced that both of the kids, Ambrose, who is eight and Iris, who is um, five, have ADHD. So when, even if when I try to implement like the quiet time, like with Ambrose, he's, he's more of the hyperactive and it's just like, he just can't handle quiet. If it's quiet, he needs to fill the sound with noise, just random noises and all of these things. So I haven't really mastered how to even create that quiet with him. <laughs> oh, you know what I did? I had, so I had like, um, cause my son at first I tried to get him to do yoga and stuff with me and he's like, uh, no. And he would last for like 20 seconds. He's like, this is not my thing. So he wanted to do push-ups because, and so I'm like, okay, cool, do push-ups. So he would do his little like, you know, 11 year old push-ups and, but he would get the wiggles out, if you will, like however they wanted to do it. Like my daughter would want to dance. So I would let them get the wiggles out first. And then I would turn on like a guided kid meditation and I would just say like, Hey, if we do this for like 10 minutes, we're going to then go do, you know, something that they would want to do, but like give them some sort of incentive. And we would start out and like, I would do like a three minute meditation. And then we built up after a month to a five minute meditation. And then we built up to a 10 minute meditation because just like adults, I mean, kids' brains are moving a billion miles an hour and they're already so connected and so like just on all the time that it's really hard for them to be still, especially if you have ADHD, like you're, yeah. you don't want to be still. And yeah. so I like, instead of putting the pressure on it, like, Oh, we need to do this whole thing and we're going to do it. Right. I was like, let's just do like a minute, three minutes. Like let's make this obtainable. So no one's getting pissed off or mad during the process. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Cause yeah. With Ambrose, when I can tell he has the wiggles, it's usually when the weather's good, we get him to like run around the house a couple times. Like, go oh, that's do, a good idea. Go do three laps around the house. And then that like seems to actually quite help him. And then now, cause I'm on like the, in the Pacific Northwest it's pretty much just so rainy. So sometimes that's not doable, but we'll get him to go downstairs and do a couple laps around the pool table that we have downstairs. And he's keen. Like he doesn't fight it at all. He's always like, okay. <laughs> just like, and then he'll just go run a little bit and that helps to kind of bring him down. Yeah. I love those names, by the way. Oh yeah. I know Dan did a really great job I naming love them. They're those. beautiful. They yeah. are. What part of the Pacific Northwest are you from? Um, we are on Vancouver Island and okay. then Southern Vancouver Island. So pretty much the, yeah, far West coast as you can in Canada. Whereabouts are you guys? Um, so I am in California now, but I grew up in Edmonds. Okay. So in Seattle-ish yeah. area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you know this weather then. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. So I always ask when people say PNW, I'm like, where are you from? Yeah. I love it. So let's, I know with the holidays coming, lots of family get-togethers, lots of party. Well, I mean, depending where you're at in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a lot of, there's a lot of stress, period, that happens this time of year. A lot of stress that we self-induce. Um, what are would you say your top three tips for really just allowing yourself space? Because I think that's really important to give yourself that space that you need and to not be ashamed to take it up. Right. And mm -hmm. clarity to just be. Yeah. Like 
in means to like the socializing aspect is that what you're getting to yeah socializing home preparing just what like just the energy is different you know what I mean like it's winter we're festive there's a lot happening yeah so just whatever you feel called to share okay yeah so I guess yeah for me like I really need to I I need to pre-prep myself usually for like socializing and then I really need to give myself time to like recoup after socializing so Mm. So yeah, for myself, I am just absolutely such an advocate for getting outdoors and being in nature. Like my Instagram is usually just me out hiking. So for me, like having that time to myself where I go out and just like go for a walk and just don't have any demands on me for a little bit, that's a really good way for me to get myself just like mentally and spiritually ready to go and be with a bunch of people I find it really helps it makes me enjoy the time I am around other people so just doing something for yourself that is just for yourself mm-hmm. whether that's a bath or reading or just just whatever it is something quiet that refuels you before socializing and then for me after socializing that's usually yeah locking myself in the bathroom away from everybody and just having like a two-hour bath <laughs> I love that. And I like that you say prep time because I also feel that that gives you a sense of connection that you're not a million miles away in the same room with someone. Yes. Yeah, totally. And yeah. And then it's just going to depend like there's, yeah, there's, I'm so both like I can be around a bunch of people and just be so stoked and so wanting to socialize. And then there's other times where I feel like a little bit detached, but it's also just being gentle with yourself. You just feel like being a little bit more quiet. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just fine. It's totally fine. Just giving yourself that space and that grace. And ideally you're going to be around people that should love and care about you who are just going to be fine with just having you around, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And then also just letting go of like the shame and the guilt around enjoying like the treats and the food and like all oh, of this that's a good one. right like just let oh, that yes. let that go like enjoy it like I eat just, the cake yes eat the cake eat the treats eat the chocolate love the like love the turkey whatever it is you're eating and yeah it's just maybe just even taking care of yourself before going to that like um making sure you kind of eat a few regular meals before going so you don't go and just have that urge to just like gorge and then feel terrible but even if you do gorge like again just be gentle with yourself this is the one of the best things about the holiday season is getting to enjoy food and we have this habit of demonizing food or labeling some foods as good and some foods as bad and like we just need to let go of those labels and just understand it's just creating that healthy relationship around food so that you can enjoy all of it but enjoy all of it in just a more balanced way. Mm, yeah, that's an important one. Um, what else do I get called for I know, I put you this on the time spot. of the year? <laughs> oh, I know. And it's my brain too, right? I just go off on all of these tangents and then I forget. Like, all, the there's origi- so many <laughs> And then I forget about the original question. Um, I guess even just going back to some of the stuff I said in the beginning is just, yeah, just try to put – like put in a few simple, couple of simple practices just throughout the holiday season, just to support you through it. And then the cleaning of the house. So I don't know, for myself personally, like, ugh, like staying on top of everything being clean all the time is so overwhelming and so unrewarding, because as soon as it's clean, it gets messy again. And it's just doesn't do it for your dopamine. But I do find <laughs> 
that for the holidays, right? If you know you're having a couple of people over, like use that. Like if I know people are coming over, like I will get up up off my butt and actually do it because you want to decorate, you want it to like look nice for having people over. So just use that extra dopamine that we get <laughs> this time of year to make your house like comfy and cozy and yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, it's so funny. So I ha- I love throw blankets. Like they're my thing. And I used to love throw pillows until I had kids and they just ended up on the floor everywhere. So I really gave up my pillow dream. But with blankets, I'm like, just having like a soft, cozy throw blanket or like lighting candles to inspire you to like get in the mood. Like I feel like I have to set the vibe in order oh, to like, totally. you know? Yeah, it's too boring to just clean. I'm all about, um, sometimes it's music, but like there's oftentimes I just like can't find the right music for my mood for cleaning. So I I really am into podcasts. So I was I, just, oh my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Like even when I'm cooking too, if I'm like really like, oh, I don't want to make dinner. If I just like put a podcast on, it's almost like I forget that I'm doing the dinner because now I'm more stimulated to do what I need to do for dinner. Cause I'm learning something I'm engaging in some other conversation or yeah. So those are huge for me. I often, I'm not doing anything without some kind of like podcast or music on in the background. Uh, I love that. So my new thing is I freaking hate laundry more oh, so I more so <laughs> I hate matching socks like that is my thing like I cannot I will have like a bucket full of socks and the laundry done right so like it's ridiculous and I'll fold socks like once a month because I'm like I would rather buy a pack of socks and fold them. <laughs> Really so, so hard. Oh God. So that's my new thing is I found this podcast that I love and it's not Ayurveda and it's just really, it's just one of those that's just super inspiring. And so I will like make it like a treat and I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to Jenna Kutcher. I'm going to listen to someone that like really uplifts me. And I feel like I'm being productive work-wise while I'm sorting through these socks that I hate and I want to throw in the garbage. Um, and it is like, I have turned it from this dreaded chore to being like, oh, I get to go lock myself in the room and listen to one of my favorite podcasts and fold laundry. And it's it's really like shifting that perspective and that dynamic, but within you on what feels good for you. Yes. Yes. Because yeah, sometimes if I just don't have the executive function to even hold on to knowledge, like that's that's mm. coming from a podcast, which sometimes happens. That's when I just put on my just like guilty pleasure, no thinking, like trashy TV show and we'll fold the laundry to that. So, so yeah, I love it. You can play around with it. Like, yeah, I often am into the podcast, but yeah, literally there's sometimes where I'm like, I can't even take in information right now. I just need something mindless, but I need something to stimulate me to fold this laundry. I'm the same way. I hate laundry. I am the queen of like I'm fine with putting it in the wash and I'm fine with putting it in the dryer but that clothes in that dryer will be there for the next week before I actually choose to like like it's gonna stay there (laughs) yeah I'll just the amount of like de-wrinkle cycles I do (laughs) like like being like okay I'm just gonna fluff you up and then I forget about it entirely come back the next day fluff it up like my poor power bill just from how much I won't pull stuff out of so the much dryer. fluffing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like what happened to the bill here you're like there was a lot of fluffing there, okay? <laughs> yeah leave me alone <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like really tapping into kind of what works for you and giving yourself permission to kind of ebb and flow on that that it's not always going to be the same even with your littles if they have a deal but like 
just giving that like trial and error and knowing that like what works one day may not work the next day and that's okay but there's an answer but I used to like hate it because I remember people would be like just do it everyone has the same 24 hours everyone did it and I'm like uh okay and I would feel like this total failure because I'm like totally. well how come how come these women can like have a full-time job and you know go running every morning and do this and do that and their house is always spotless and their baseboards are always clean I'm like what the hell is wrong with me totally and it was really defeating for a long time until I realized like you know what one day I need to clean my bathroom the next day I need to podcast all day the next day I need to go take pictures of families all day like and allowing myself the permission to be squirrely but in a productive way that worked for me yes I love that you said that one a strategy that has worked really well for me that to be honest I've completely fallen off of since we've moved into this new house because I have to reestablish my routines here but um was I we're all about whiteboards in our house we just randomly have whiteboards around because again both my partner and I have ADHD so we just need something because we know we'll forget things but Mm -hmm. on one of the whiteboards I just did like a Monday to Sunday sort of calendar layout on one of them and I just have put one to two things that are just household things that have to get done per day. And then it completely stops me from having to like, think I have to do all of the things or have no idea where to start on every single day. It's like, I can kind of just be like, oh, it's Monday. Today I do a load of laundry. Oh, it's Tuesday. Today I clean the bathroom. Today it's Wednesday. So it just breaks it up into these tiny digestible pieces that does not feel so overwhelming. And then you just stay on top of things a little bit easier. <laughs> oh, I love that. I know we have whiteboards too. It's, yeah. it's so helpful. <laughs> well, even to be able to like scribble something down, like check the water bill, like yes. you're going to forget, you know, like a little like adulting thing yeah. that, that you ha- you can't help but look at and not forget about. Like even our grocery list, we have a smaller whiteboard that is just a magnet on the fridge. And the second we're out That's of we anything, <laughs> we jot it down and then we just take a photo of it before going grocery shopping. And it's been, that been a very helpful strategy in our household oh my god you're my soul (laughs) same thing that's so funny yeah I'll be like eggs okay eggs yeah because I'm like I if I don't write and I have to write it down instantly I'm like if I don't write it down as soon as I know we need it like I will forget that this is a thing yeah because then you go to check on your laundry fluffing and you're like wait what did I need exactly (laughs) yeah as soon as I enter a new I don't know what it is about this vortex of walking into a new room but as soon as I'm in a new room, it's like whatever I was doing is gone. Like I don't yeah, know what that is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is. It's just like I step into a different universe every time I cross a door frame. <laughs> oh my gosh, so accurate. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So can you tell us, I I know we're coming up on time, but a little bit about how you work with clients, where people can reach you, all the things, because I just, I, and I just thank you so much for your time today, because I feel like this just, I love conversations that are just so real and so raw and really like just give some normalcy to maybe someone out there that feels like they're on a freaking island and failing at life when they're not. And this is totally normal. And some of the most successful people in the world are ADHD. Yes, definitely. And it can Um, really be a superpower, you know? Yes, it can be when you hone it in. I'm definitely working on the hone in process again for myself because like I said, my routine got completely disrupted. We moved into a new place and did a big reno. So like 
I feel oh, it. I never, I never want people to think when they work with me either being like, oh, she's got it all figured out because we're all works in progress. And yeah. Yes. So basically for me, the best way to get a hold of me is I kind of funnel everything through my Instagram. So that's ADHD.health.hacks. Um, and then through there, so that's where I kind of just like share all of my content. But in the link in my bio, there's just a little tab that says, work with me. And then essentially that carries people through to a very quick, simple online form of like, what are you most needing support with right now? Um, where are you struggling? Like, and I, like I said, I work a lot with supplements because for me, that's been the biggest game changer. So when I work with people, I'm pretty much asking people to pick a budget. Like what is your budget? What is feasible as a dollar amount per day that you can commit to commit to spending on something that is and then I go through what they're working on I put together a protocol um, that's best suited for the goals they're at and basically that's the only thing I get people to spend their money on it's like you don't pay me for my time you're just gonna pick this protocol that you've said is in alignment with your budget and then we just kind of check in and work with each other throughout that whole process mm, that's amazing yeah so yeah, so it's been really effective and I, yeah, it, I'm able to kind of sort of help people get to the results faster and not break the bank. My, honestly, my biggest passion is having people message me and be like, oh my God, I can't believe how good I feel. Like that's probably the best thing that I get out of all of that. <laughs> I know that's like the biggest reward ever. It is the it's biggest the reward money, ever. It's... Yeah. It's the, I am like loving myself and my life is changing and all these things are happening. And it's, it's just so, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time and just being you and doing what you're doing in the world. And are you still renovating? We're so close to being done. We pretty much have uh, a tile backsplash to put in the kitchen and then it's like done I'm so stoked and I finally Sending have you my all the wrapping kitchen. up vibes <laughs> yes thank we you we just did that this year too and I'm like is it ever gonna be done right yeah just so chaotic but I learned a lot of new skills so that's cool <laughs> yes I know I learned how to hand texture last year and I was like all right I'm gonna use this at some point in my life yeah <laughs> totally oh my gosh well thank you again and we will be in touch soon yes thank you I appreciate your time as well enjoy your Saturday Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a takeaway or something from the conversation that really just resonated within your heart center, I would love to hear about it. Please leave it in the comment section so we can give you more of this content. As always, please subscribe, save, and sharing is caring. We love you to pieces. Have a beautiful and blessed day.